Hi there and welcome to the seventh row in the Get Fit By Rowing series and I'm testing out a new microphone today after the issues I've had. Now we're back to a low intensity row today. Now what we're gonna do is three 11 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. So that gives you a total of 35 minutes if you want to just row the entire thing solidly. We're gonna keep this at a nice low stroke rate. I'm gonna do it at 20 strokes a minute and our heart rate importantly is gonna be at that zone two, okay? 60 to 70% of your max and that 70% is not something to aim for okay I'd much prefer it if you're at that 65% of your maximum heart rate okay pace wise if you're wanting to do this off a 2k training pace then you're looking at around about 2k plus 18 to 20 and your effort is around about 5 out of 10 which is the same as if you were just walking up a constant flight of stairs okay you know that that's going to get a little bit tough if you go too fast so you have to back off your pace in order to stop your body from well it's not going to explode on the stairs that'd be awful it'd be a mess think of it oh just rain it <laughs> anyway suddenly becomes a horror story roll along horror anyway sorry uh where am i, where am I? yeah warm-up <laughs> so we have to get into a four minute warm-up before we can get rowing and we have to set up our machine first now on the water rower most of it's already set up for you there's not much you can change you've already got water in the drum but if you're on a concept two set your drag factor to where you want it to be and i say where you want it to be because it's personal to people but if you don't know anything about drag factor just set your lever between four and five and then check the video out that i have on this channel talking about drag factor at some length. Um, next up, if you can, set your monitor to eye heights. You're not looking up, you're not looking down. And finally, adjust your foot stretcher height so that you're able to come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably. If you're set too high, then uh, it's a little bit uh, tough to get there. Set too low, it's a bit easy to get out there. And remember, footwear makes a difference. That's where I'm wearing, why I'm wearing my Eddie Van Halen shoes today because they have a, a smaller heel at the bottom and it's better for my foot plate position, all right? Sorry, this intro's gone a wee bit too long. So let's get into our warm-up. A nice gentle pace for the first minute at right about 20 strokes a minute, and then we'll increase a little bit, then we'll do those little drills, and then we'll start with our main session. All right, here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. I mean, I know I could pad a lot of this information that I talk about pre-warm-up into the warm-up or into the main session. You never know, but, <laughs> but I kind of don't. You'll have to forgive me. At least... What I suggest is you kind of load up these videos. Maybe you watch the intro when you're at work or when you are, I don't know, when you have a couple of minutes to spare. I'm not gonna say what that might entail, but you could watch these intros. I always leave the chapters on the video. And so you can watch the intro and then when it comes to the actual row itself, you can skip right to the start of this warm up and then get going from here rather than sitting on the machine for two and a half minutes listening to me stumble over my words and talk about my shoes. <laughs> right, so let's take one more here and then just increase the pace a little bit so you're wanting to get into that 2k plus 18 to 20 effort right now. Five out of 10 from a perceived effort point of view You'll still be able to talk quite comfortably like I am but you should still it's important you still feel you're putting effort into the machine okay it's a real fine line between putting in the effort you need and going a little bit too easy and then not getting the training response out of it that's why heart rate based training 
works well as does 2k pace training but just thinking F out of 10 it's a little bit too loose right two more strokes and then if you want to do drill stuff with me take one foot out put it on the ground continue rowing and what this does is it helps with your flexibility as you come forwards to the front of the machine because you've only got one leg strapped in so you don't have both legs causing any kind of tightness or tension as you roll forwards one more here and we will swap feet or I will swap feet you can do what you want <laughs> Ooh, there we go it's not quite as easy to slip in and out of the water rower as it is with the Concept 2 well this is not for me the buckles come into the they fall into the middle of the foot plates on this water rower rather than out on the Concept 2 so I can't just put my feet on top of the straps one more here both feet back in oh, come on and tighten your straps legs straight and roll with your back and arms so swing over your hips first to pick up that initial tension of the, the handle and then pull in with your arms I think I'm hanging off the edge of the seat right now this is quite uncomfortable <laughs> let's take two more here one more and then let's roll into the front adjust my backside arms straight forwards tilt and press out from the front and hold this position okay the forwards tilt arms straight try and hold this for, through this whole drill okay if you can do this and avoid recoiling into that position and just think about this forwards tilt okay I'm going to talk about this today one more woof and we're done got three intervals today and not that I've actually planned what we're going to talk about but the first one I'm going to talk technique and then the second one I'll talk about something else and the third one I'll talk about something else but I just want to get technique kind of over and done with in the first interval if that's okay with you if you don't mind we're on session seven so it's about time I did a proper technique thing so anyway sorry keep on rolling up and down have a quick drink and I'll explain one more time what it is we're doing today Okay, so I hope you listened and had a drink because remember these are slightly longer intervals I want to make sure you're properly hydrated because what we're doing today is three 11 minute intervals with one minute rest in between so that totals 35 minutes worth of time on the machine so if you just want to load 35 minutes into your monitor and row the entire time and don't stop when I'm talking and I have a rest that's entirely up to you but for those that are doing heart rate based training this might be helpful because it's 11 minutes into it you might find that your heart rate starts to kind of boost up a little bit and that one minute rest will just give it a chance to come back down again and remember primarily this get fit by rowing series is based around heart rate training so you may be doing 2k paced training in which case you are going to just hold your 2k plus 18 or 2k plus 20 through this whole row but if you're doing heart rate based training then please if you start to see your heart rate climb and get past that 60 to or past that 70 percent anyway um just back off the intensity a little bit and let your heart rate come back down okay because this is quite important to teach your body and all that kind of stuff all right this is all stuff i can be talking to you while we are rowing so let's get into it all right let's get our feet strapped back in i hope you did have that drink got 11 minutes until you get a chance to stop for another one so here we go then in three two one let's go right 
get yourself eased into this. Remember, you can follow me for stroke rate. I'll hold a steady 20 strokes a minute and my rhythm will be one second drive, two seconds recover. And that's the ratio I suggest for this kind of a stroke rate that your drive phase is the uh, fastest part. And then you spend two seconds recovering. Because of course you want to spend as long as possible not rowing. <laughs> you get what I mean? You want to take time to recover in between each stroke. So it makes sense that you drive and then recover. Obviously you want to be putting in effort. I'm not saying that we're here for an easy day out, but that's why 20 strokes a minute is so effective and useful that you get that good power in for your one second drive but then spend the next two seconds resetting your body position ready for the next stroke. And that's kind of, well, what am I trying to say? When it comes to technique, there's not really a phase of it that isn't important. But obviously, the most important part of the stroke is when you get the power in, okay? So about pushing with your feet and powering into the machine. And then adding in power as you swing your back from a forwards tilt to a backwards tilt and then pulling in with your arms because each of those three parts of the power phase generate considerable power so you don't want to miss out on your leg drive you don't want to miss out on your back swing you don't want to miss out on your arm pull either even though legs take care of run about 50% of the stroke your back is about 30% and your arms are 20% you still want to make sure and use all of that power so what you want to do when it comes to technique is make sure you're giving yourself the best opportunity to get into the right position to be able to put the power into the stroke the way I've just said and so that all kind of begins from here 
Okay, weirdly, your stroke technique begins at the back of the stroke. Because what you're trying to do is set yourself up for the right position here at the front of the stroke, okay? So how you return and slide towards the front has a huge impact on your body position at the drive. Because if you finish and continue to lean backwards as you roll forwards, how are you gonna get into that forwards tilt at the front of the machine in order to be able to swing it back again? Okay, so you know that at one point you have to go from leaning backwards to leaning forwards. And that way you're able to inject that swing of your back. Does that make sense? I hope it does. And you also want to make sure your arms are straight at the drive. So you don't want to be coming forwards like a T-Rex, do you? And going, oh no. So, with both of those things in mind, when you finish a stroke, get your arms out straight, first of all. And then that creates a forwards momentum of your body, which will help you rise up into that forwards tilt before you bend your knees. So you're already there, then you bend your knees. There, bend. So you're not doing it all at the same time, trying to, I'm trying to do this. Whee, it's tough. Okay, you are getting your upper body in position before you bend your knees. And that means you're in the perfect position as you get into the front and you don't have to think about anything. You don't have to continue to rock forward. You're already here. And all you have to do is push with the feet. And as long as you hold that forwards tilt and your arms straight, as you push, then your leg power will go in first. Then you'll add in your back and then your arms. 
But what you don't want to do is roll into the front nicely, but then lurch with your back way too soon. Okay, hold the forwards tilt. And you also want to get away from thinking that this is a pulling motion, that you come into the front and pull with your arms. Okay, so you're not tensing and built, bending those elbows before the legs. You wanna come in, force tilt, straight arms, push with the legs. So you're straight pull, straight pull, okay? Because I've seen a lot of videos. In fact, I answered someone's request for technique help today. He was completely missing the leg drive. He was going, I can't even do it, like this. There was hardly any leg drive at all. His back was already swinging back. And you could see an awful jerk of his arms as they were the only things putting power into the machine. So you really want to think about being in that forward tilt and pushing with the feet at the same time your hands pick up the weight of whatever machine you're using. So in my case, that means the water glade, if that's what it is, because I'm on a water roar today. But if I was on my Concept 2, I'd feel the chain connect to the cog and make the flywheel turn at the same time that my feet push into the machine. And there's lots of little nuances about the stroke, which I'll talk about eventually, but if you can just think about hands away, forward tilt, then knees, and then pushing with the legs, then the back tilt of your upper body, and then pulling in with your arms, you're 90% of the way there to a good rowing stroke. Okay. Whew. It's the first 11 minutes down. And I'm at 136 beats per minute, which is 63% of my maximum heart rate. So it's a good opening interval. Weirdly, my heart rate monitor is not showing up on the Smart Row app. It seems to have disconnected between the warm-up and the main session, which is weird. Ah. Smart row really is a good feature on this water rower, just because it's so accurate in terms of how it, it's all about, it's like a force meter in the pulley, uh, and then it knows how long a stroke I'm taking, so it gives me really, really precise readings for power. Okay, into the next interval in six, five, Four, three, two, one, go. And actually, 
I hadn't really thought about what I was going to talk about in the second intro. I just knew that today I just wanted to talk about something else. I've either been talking about the protocols of this training plan or I've been talking about technique or, oh, I don't know, my own diet or something. It's all been rather kind of functional, my chat, so far. So I kind of promised myself, knowing there was going to be three intervals this time around, I promised myself that I'd try and, try and use that pattern to talk about something different. And as being, we ended that rest period with me talking about the Smart Row app on the Water Roar. Kind of lends itself to talking about how we, how we see what we're doing. So, that doesn't make much sense, does it? But what I mean is, I've been rowing on Concept 2s since, well, technically since like 1998 when I was first playing squash, but let's say seriously, since 2013. That's when I got my own machine and that's when I started to dedicate my sport, <laughs> nice air quotes, uh, as indoor rowing. And I have to say that up until I got this water rower in the, let's say, 10 years, this is about 10 years. In the 10 years I've been rowing for, I had done precisely one row on a water rower. And I think I had done possibly, let's say 10 on a skill row the techno gym rowing machine when the gym I was a member of got rid of the Concept 2s and bought in skill rows and I lasted one month hardly used I used the skill row a few times hated it then left after a month and joined another gym that had Concept 2s. I made a big song and dance about why I was leaving. I didn't really care. <laughs> but suffice to say, I have been very much a Concept 2 disciple and I still am. I still love rowing on my Concept 2, but I also love rowing on this. Unlike marriage, 
you're allowed to love <laughs> more than one mistress. This is my wooden mistress. Whereas my concept two is my metal mistress. And Julie is my wife. <laughs> but what I'm saying is when I first got this and I posted online that I now have a water roller I'm going to make workouts with it I was quite surprised with the derision, is that the right word? Lots of messages about why would you do that? What's the point in a water roller? And even when I texted a really good rowing friend and said did you see I got a water rower his response was why on earth would you do that and I think that's the danger of only going down one path of anything is that you miss out on the enjoyment and benefits of other things. Now, this is with a caveat that I am not talking marriage, <laughs> okay? If you're in a committed relationship, no matter how much you may be enticed by something else, don't. You're possibly okay to go window shopping because sometimes looking around in other shop windows makes you realize just how special what you have is but you never when it comes to marriage and relationships you never even consider stepping into that shop to buy something <laughs> but certainly for this rowing lark I've really enjoyed the change it's basically the same thing that I'm doing the rowing feel is pretty much the same but there's nuanced differences the actual stroke takes actually a little bit more concentration to stay connected the whole way through the foot plates on my model anyway are closer together than the concept two so there's a physical difference there I've already spoken about the seat the handle's different but what I am at least thankful for is that because I went for the smart row option the metrics, the data as far as I can tell is close enough I mean, I've done a test 
which I haven't actually finished editing yet, but I rode the same pace, 2K plus 20 on my Concept 2, 2K plus 20 on this for half an hour. And there was very little difference in terms of my heart rate through the row. So the exertion I was putting into both was the same, really. It's a couple of beats different at the end, but I think that was more stress. I can see my heart rate. I'm starting to think, uh oh, what if it rises? And therefore that stress caused my heart rate to rise. But what I'm saying is that it's really easy to stand on your own hill and look at the other hills around you and judge them as inferior because you're on your hill surrounded by other people who love your hill. So what you have to do sometimes is go for a wander and check out what's going on at someone else's hill. And that doesn't need to be rowing. That can be, say you're having a difficult conversation with somebody and you're just not agreeing. I'm not saying you have to stop thinking the way you're thinking, but if you take a moment and look at the conversation from their hill, well, you might just at least understand where they're coming from, and that will help you frame the discussion in hopefully a less difficult way, and you'll come to a resolution. Okay, three, two, one more. One. Ah. Have a quick drink. If you're stopping, oh, see, the downside to my heart rate, rate not being on the monitor is I finished that at 154, which is 72% of max. And that's not what I wanted, so. And I can't get, and my my zone is on, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, so you check your tech first you're doing heart rate based training. Ah. Ooh. Make sure to have a little wiggle of your backside because I'm sitting on this Concept 2 foam pad. It is focusing my sit bones down to the same point on my glutes the whole time. It's quite uncomfortable. <laughs> Four, three, two, one. Let's go into our last 11 minutes. 
Same thing. I'm going to try and keep an eye on my heart rate on my watch this time though. Managed to recover down to 114. But there's obviously a drift going on. So whereas I have been rowing at 2K plus 20, I'm just going to back off down to plus 21 for the rest of today's row because I want to keep this within my zone 2 heart rate because I'm really enjoying this series basing it on heart rate instead of performance fair enough you do need to know your maximum heart rate to start which the best way to find that out is by doing a ramp test but even then you can kind of use the calculators to give you a rough ballpark and usually those calculators will be lower rather than too high and when it comes to these zone 2 rows if you were going to be the wrong way on it I'd much rather you were rowing on the lighter end of it than the tougher end of it because after all the other main session we use heart rate for is rows like yesterday's row 6 the Tabata 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 row which has nothing to do with heart rate really apart from just to verify that you are working at max but if you're sprinting for 20 seconds and taking 10 seconds rest 8 times 3 times then you shouldn't need a heart rate monitor to tell you you're working at max if you're sprinting you're working at max but releasing yourself from looking at a pace guide well for me anyway it's a refreshing change and that's kind of you know if you can find a way to enjoy what you're doing and again it doesn't have to be rowing it could be anything <laughs> it could even be marriage <laughs> but yeah if you can find a way to enjoy anything you're doing you're going to go back and continue doing it and if it's something good for you like well hopefully rowing then if you can enjoy it you'll come back you'll be what you want to do is frame it in your head that you're excited to get back on the machine say like, wow I get to row today the moment it feels like a chore then you kind of need to look at changing something maybe you're doing just the same kind of session every day 
maybe you're always doing long slow rows or you're always doing max intensity rows both of which if that's all you do it's easy to understand why you might come back with a sense of dread but think about well, this might not apply to everyone but hopefully you have something that you can relate this to but when I think about being I don't know let's say 10 years old I used to race about with my friends on my bike let's say it's the summer holidays got six weeks ahead of you and every day meet up with your friends on your bike and then just cycle around the place until it gets dark no water no food just fun and it was never exercise it was just being out and having fun with your friends or from a more functional point of view when I was in this is my second year in high school for every day at lunch I would run home for lunch because I'm a tight Scotsman and I didn't want to spend money on a school dinner so I just ran home and had like a cheese sandwich or something but it was two and a half miles to run home and so every day I would run home two and a half miles have a cheese sandwich and then walk briskly back to school again bearing in mind I only had an hour to fit all of this in not once did I consider that as exercise it was functional it was just what I did and it's funny that realisation only dawned on me quite recently I was thinking about the high rocks training I'm doing and the kind of the new community that I've fallen into those people I know and I was on the UK HXR podcast after I did the Glasgow High Rocks uh, and I was talking to Ian Kay and I had a 10 minute section in and amongst other athletes but afterwards Ian said that he'd like to get me back on one day not been on yet you never know, it might just have been lip service but he was interested in getting me back on from for the rowing side of things hang on, how are you doing? 145, still a bit high but I'll back off a couple of seconds and so ahead of the possibility of 
maybe one day being on his podcast and having a longer chat, start to think, how would I talk about my history in sport? Much the same as I did on the Steady State podcast a couple of months back. But it was then when I was thinking about it that it dawned on me that my journey into exercise didn't begin when I was 16 playing squash. It actually began when I was 12 and I was running home from school. Or, if you really want to think about it, all those summer holidays cycling around the back roads of Mulgayambers then. And so, that's kind of, for my, for my TED talk today, it's kind of what I want people to take away from this. In fact, the trifecta of today's row is what I want you to take away from it. From a technique point of view, I really want you to think about this being a push with the legs sport, okay? So force tilt, arm straight, push with the legs. No matter how fatigued you get, it should always be push, back, pull. Push, back, pull, okay? But also, I want you to look at other people's prejudices against you using a water rower or a, I know, a Rebex or I'm trying to think of other names, uh, even a Hydro, which I don't particularly rate. <laughs> and look at it from their hill. Maybe they don't care about racing. Maybe the fact it's a connected machine is what they need. They don't need a Concept2 and 2K plus 20. They need proper distraction. And then finally, no matter what, find a way to love what you're doing, whether it's rowing or work, who knows. But if you can love what you're doing, that stroke, then you'll carry on doing it regardless of whether there's no, sorry, there's no element of I'm forcing myself to do this. It's not like, oh, I have to go out for a row now. You're actually like, yeah, I get to go row or I get to play a game or I get to watch that Scottish bloke or, or whatever the reason is. Okay, I don't really think there's that many people that are super motivated by <laughs> watching me. Maybe you are, maybe I'm putting myself down. Maybe you enjoy my Scottish lilt and just watching me come up and down. <laughs> Alright, sorry, I'm, uh, I'm slightly heading back now. Hang on, hang on. Wait, I have to respond to my wife about dinner and I'll be right back. Of course, that's the downside to having your phone as your monitor is that if a text message goes, text message goes. And it was about dinner, so I had to take it. <laughs> Salmon curry tonight. And I was duly asking if I could put the rice on. I did reply, I said, sorry, I'm just doing a cool down. I'll be done in 10 minutes. 
anyway, so cool down, as I just said. Uh, so we're gonna do this at round about the same pace you did the warm up at. So maybe a little bit slower than you just finished the main row today. Uh, yeah, because remember we don't wanna spike our heart rate and whatever, and this is just a cool down, not a race to the finish. So here we go then, in three, two, one, go. Oh, right as I started, I got a drip of sweat or a swip of dread into my eye. Ah. <laughs> At least that's a good sign that I obviously put in effort. Remember, <sighs> I can still speak even if I don't look at you, can't I? Yeah. Um, the point of this row isn't that at the end of it you're like, whoa, that was a tough workout. Why? Really, this row should feel, you should, be, you should feel you've had a good workout, okay? Like, as I'm like, oh, I've been rowing for 35 minutes. But you should feel energized, refreshed, uh, ready for the next session. Like, you should really finish it going, I can now do a 500 meter time trial or a 1K time trial or something that you kind of, you've prepped yourself for it. You've kept, your body's been at that nice low engine kind of building. I was about to say idling. That's wrong, so we're not idling. We are putting an effort, but you're just, you're setting yourself up, okay? You're building your core fitness. Your muscles are, are kind of, it's like running a comb through your muscles, these rows. Your blood system is developing the little power factories called mitochondria in your blood. They're building and growing and getting better at how to make your body move. So that when you do the next session, so tomorrow's gonna be a tempo hard session again, unless you're taking a rest day, of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you'll have the energy to be able to do that. Or if it's a low intensity row, last stroke here. Whew. And your next one is a, is a max intensity. Then because you've just built yourself beautifully through today's row, then when it comes to your next tough one, whether it's a tempo hard session or a max one, you've really got that furnace ready to just go at it. Whereas if you do this one too hard and you actually did feel a little bit haggard at the end of it or hanging, or minging. <laughs> minging's not quite right, but I quite like the word minging. I'm very Scottish. It's pure minging, by the way. Um, yeah, uh, if, you've got, if you've gone too hard and you're ruining the whole protocol of this uh, workout, of this entire plan, in fact. So, right, let's get into some stretching. Uh, right, hang on, I'm gonna do this other way around. So, uh, if you wanna do some stretching on a mat, there's uh, Stretchy John, he'll take you through some stretches. If you don't have time to do any stretching, that's perfectly fine, but please at one point stretch your quads and your hamstrings and possibly your glutes, uh, but not in the shower because I don't want you to slip and fall over. Or on the machine, oops, I was ready for glutes there. On the machine, we're gonna do some stretches in case you don't have any space. All right, I'm gonna go completely out of sync with Stretchy John, but that's fine. I'll try and get through these nice and quick. So put your feet back in the straps, put your hands in the air and then fold forwards. So you're like, hinging forwards and then rest your hands on your ankles, but do not pull on your ankles, okay? I don't wanna see anyone pulling because, and I'm gonna use the word here because it might scare you enough. You don't want your hamstrings to snap. <laughs> you don't wanna be going, oh, pull, 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 and then boing, as your hamstring goes and you get a tear or, or whatever. Um, snap would be worst case scenario. Um, I've, I've heard tales, never actually happened to me. 
and I've never seen it, but I've heard tale of Achilles tendons snapping. Apparently it's like a gunshot going off. I used to hear horror stories of that in my squash playing days, and I'd be like, oh please, I don't want this. And every time I got any kind of Achilles injury, I was like, oh, please don't let this be a precursor to a snapping Achilles. This is why I'm, <laughs> I stretch a lot. So we're gonna do glutes next. So put one leg up on whatever rail or system thing you have, just to kind of get a little bit higher. Bring your other foot over so that your heel is in the crook of your knee, and then bring that knee across your body so you have a straight line between your face, your knee, and your foot. Hold that knee in place, and then whee, rotate round. Okay, so you're rotating your upper body, and that will then hopefully give you a nice stretch down here into your glute. Possibly your piriformis as well. I've got a wee fly in here, hello. Um, Yes, right down there. And that's the point of kind of rotating around. And if you need to hold on to the back of the seat for stability, please do, because I don't want you to fall off. That would be bad. Not as bad as your Achilles snapping, of course, but it'd still be bad. And you don't want to, especially if you're doing this in a gym, you don't want to fall off the machine. That'd be a bit embarrassing. Not when you're stretching. I mean, let's change legs. Same thing again. Um, I've fallen off the machine many a time in a gym, but it's been at the end of a particularly tough session and... Uh, I just couldn't sit on it anymore. I remember seeing, I can't remember who it was, but somebody was talking about this saying, nobody fell off the rowing machine until, um, there's a documentary about the British rowing team back in the days of, um, uh, of James What's-His-Face and, uh, oh my God, I've completely forgotten his name. That's embarrassing. Right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go, voice of Roman, what's his, who am I thinking of? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Exercise brain, my brain's gone away. But anyway, in that one, they all fell off the machine. And it's like that caused a cacophony of people falling off the machines. Apparently, allegedly. Oh. Steve Redgrave. There we go. I knew I'd get there in the end. And James Cracknell, that lot. Whoops. So they were doing, I'm moving on to quads, sorry. So one hand on the monitor just to steady yourself and then flick your opposing leg up. Hold on to it with your hands, not on your toes. Uh, not holding your toes, I mean and then just pull back slightly so that your heel is up against your backside. Um, yeah, I'm sure people were falling off the machines uh, before that documentary with the, the great, with the British, uh, the GB, there we go, that's the word I'm looking for, GB rowing team. It was like them doing tests on, a, on Concept 2s and they all fell off at the end. Admittedly, Redgrave did, had gone into like diabetic shock at the time, so I think he's forgiven. But um, yeah, but I still, listen, I, if I do a 2K test, I'm changing legs. Oh, my back is still not good. Um, if I do a 2K test, I'm done. I'm not sitting on the machine at the end of it. I'm lying on the ground, heaving, gasping air because every fiber of muscle has just gone into rowing. So, um, but then if you look at uh, guys like um, the JDK, Jason Dunkley Smith, uh, who did the, uh, who has the, the world record for a 2K and a Concept 2. Um, oh, Josh, not James, Josh. I'm not good with names today, am I? Uh, he sat on the machine when he was done. So I think if he can row 530-something and sit on the machine, I think we're maybe all building our parts slightly by falling off. Anyway, right, here we go. So on to <laughs> hip flexors next. Suddenly flurry of emails. Uh, hip flexors next. So I'm going to continue doing the one that Alan from Power Physio told me to do. So I have my knee above my foot on the front foot. I have my knee straight down. So I've got 90 degree angles on both sides. I'm like a walk like an Egyptian. And then I'm going to squeeze my glute, my backside, which doesn't really squeeze, but it activates strangely the hip flexor. And then I'm just going to lean back very slightly, almost just straightening up my torso as though I'm like, oh, I'm about to start singing and I'm ready to project to the back row. 
Okay, so squeeze your bum and then a slight lean backwards uh, and you should feel it gets a good stretch. So it's an interesting, like, interesting, extremely effective change to how I've been stretching for the past like year and a half for my hip flexors, which you never know. Maybe the reason why my hip flexor got injured, because I wasn't stretching it right. Oh, excuse me while I do the old man move, well, because my lower back is still not right. Right, other leg, do exactly the same thing. So get into position, squeeze your backside, and then, as in, as in don't actually squeeze your backside. That's not what I mean, okay? I don't want you again to be in the gym and everyone starts to go to their own backside. That would be bad. Well, well, bad. I think you're probably, someone will come up and speak to you and say, excuse me, could you, oh, I'm falling over. So, so amazed by my own witticism here, I'm falling over. Yeah, I think somebody would probably ask you to not um, squeeze your own backside while you're in a gym. If you're in the comfort of your own home, you can do what you want. <laughs> Nothing else to say there, really. Just make sure you get that good stretch into your hip flexor, okay? Just, so yeah, just really just concentrate on trying to activate or tense, what's the right word for it? But yeah, you're kind of squeezing, <laughs> but not with your hands, okay? Muscular squeezing. Oh, shall I move on? I think I'll move on. Right, oh, there we go, take a seat. Right, we're gonna do forearms next, so put your hands in front of your face, hi, hi, and push them together, and then bring your hands down in front of you. Uh, and then you should, if you continue pushing in, get a nice stretch and kind of like your wrists through to your forearms, okay? So it'll just, you'll feel it radiate underneath your hands, and then your fingers will get nice little, uh, underneath your arms, sorry, and your fingers will get a nice stretch if you're pushing against them as well. See. Sometimes people ask me, they say, why don't you charge for what you do, okay? And I do ask myself that quite a lot as well, because I think, you know what, I could probably, if I started to sell these training plans and, and whatever, and actually started to charge people 15 pounds a month, 30 pounds a month, whatever, uh, in order to be part of all of this, I could probably make a little bit of money. And that's been my goal is to actually do this properly and stop the whole TV editing thing. I probably should aim to do that. But with that, I'd have to be a lot more professional. And we all know that's not gonna happen. So, right, let's move on to shoulders next. Hand it straight out in front of you, hello. And then bring it across your body, so it's kind of that way, but you're like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna stretch here. And then use your other arm, loop it across, and then ease it back. And that's gonna increase the tension there, and that's gonna help stretch your shoulders, okay? Um, yeah, so, um, and I actually think, nobody wants me to be a professional. I mean, look at how, when I do try and get into, if you, if you wind back, oh, BBC breaking news. Uh, people are arrested. It's mm, a shame. Um, so I should really just turn and go into flight mode or whatever. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, if you if you wind back to like the very first videos I made uh, for this channel, let's swap arms. Same thing again. Um, when I was trying to be professional and presenter, I was like, "Hi there, and welcome to insert name here." Because I was I didn't when I started off, I wasn't roll along. I was something else. But I've changed my name because I had a bit of an argument with someone else who used something similar. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, where was it? Yeah, uh, and I was trying to be a kind of a, a hey, I'm trying to be a, a rowing coach kind of guy. Pfft, nobody watched, nobody cared. And it wasn't really until I started talking about pizza and family and friends and Van Halen and Dead Mouse and whatever that I think people started to go, oh, this is a little bit of fun. And the fact is that the guys that are professional rowing coaches and make these videos and sell their plans, um, they take care of the people that want to pay for plans, okay? They, I'm gonna nibble away at that market if I try and do it myself. Um, and so I'm really left with one option of, in fact, let's, shall we move on to doing our biceps and I'll carry on talking. Put your hands behind you. Uh, 
and rotate your, hand, your thumbs outwards. That'll stretch, stretch the long head of your bicep. Yeah, and hold on to this for a while. Um, yeah, so the people that want to pay for, they're, they're already going to coaches, okay? And I might pick off a few of them just then, but then they're not going to hang around for that long. So really what I'm best to do is just to kind of entertain <laughs> and just kind of bide my time and think, you never know, one day maybe roll on, will take off and I'll, something will happen and I'll make enough money that I can stop making TV programs. But the fact is, I don't need to. I can just carry on doing this stuff. I can be a buffoon. I can be entertaining. And then hopefully that's why you come back to it. And that's kind of why, going back to reasons to, to want to do this stuff, maybe you do want to come back and watch my videos because of the stuff that I say and, and do and whatever. And I keep you company like I'm the guy sitting next to you. And that's kind of what it is. Because you don't need me screaming and shouting at you. Because I can't see what you're doing. Right, uh, we're doing triceps. Hands up in the air. Whee, it gets bored, it touches your spine. Your elbow's kind of pointing in the air, but for me it's a bit of a hooky angle. So I'm gonna use my other arm to just straighten up and point it to the sky. And that way it gets a good stretch into my triceps. Whee. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So um, I don't think anybody wants a professional version of me. <laughs> my wife would probably want a tidier version of me, to be fair but not a professional version of me. I think um, I do keep on saying to her this whole thing of how uh, it's like women, women like a man, who, a man who makes them laugh. And she's like, <laughs> then obviously don't make her laugh that, that much. So swap arms. I don't, I don't often talk about Julie because I don't think she'd really appreciate being spoken about, but, um, and I never really want to say anything that's, that, is is kind of like bad about her because there's nothing to say that's bad about her anyway but yeah i do try and at least kind of always talk about her with a kind of a sense of affection because i do love her she is the love of my life she's my best friend um hi she's kind of i married i think what was it <laughs> this is i think i think one of our readings at our wedding was today i married my best friend i might be wrong i might just be one that we um, thought about it. No, I'm pretty sure it was, because it was either that or it was a Winnie, Winnie the Pooh one. Every, everywhere I go, there's always poo. And it's like, it's a lovely sentiment, but you just, I'm, I'm too much of a child to have someone say poo at my wedding and not start giggling. So anyway, right, there we go. We're at the end. Uh, so that's the end of this one. So like I said, the next session is going to be a hard tempo session. Um, it's where at least it's going to be one where you're going to be getting into that kind of hard performance intensity kind of thing. Not max, not uh, low but in the middle just for a little bit of spice and variety okay it's really that's the purpose behind it it'll help with other things but I said before the most important ones are these low intensity and max the, kind of the other ones are just there for just a bit of fun well they're still helpful it's not just fun don't skip them ah <laughs> right I'm done uh, I'm gonna go get my salmon curry um, and hopefully I won't get um, it thrown over me for being so late because I think I've spent more than 10 minutes talking to you. So I will see you in the next row. Please get in touch and let me know how you're getting on with the plan. Let me know whether you, I should just shop. <laughs> let me know whether you'd rather I was a bit more professional, all that kind of stuff. And remember, if you're going to leave any kind of a message anywhere about anything, uh, not about anything, um, use the hashtag. Anything you want, you can just tweet anything you want, non-rowing related if you wish, but just make sure you use the hashtag getfitwithrowalong so try and get that out there. Okay, so get fit with roll along is what uh, you put say for any kind of stuff. Okay. Am I done? I think I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> roll well, be well. Bye bye.